forgot to put the thing on. All right. It says we are now streaming on YouTube. How's it going, everybody? Welcome to another fantastic episode of of Divi Chat. What's this show called? <laughs> Hold on just a moment. I've got like four screens going here. There we go. Didn't know which one was uh, making all the noise. All right. Uh, <laughs> once again, another fantastic episode of Divi Chat. Uh, we are extremely happy to be here with this panel. Um, it's a small panel today. We People have things going on. Some of us aren't feeling well, but the three of us are feeling fantastic, right? Ready to Absolutely. produce another quality episode. So this is episode 116, and today we're going to be talking about when and how to scale your, your team, whether it be uh, contractors or full-timers. We're going to kind of kind of dive into that. But first, let's start off and uh, introduce ourselves. Uh, let's start off with uh, Stephanie. We can't hear you. Can't, can't hear you, Stephanie. I'm muted because I turned on the YouTube thing. <laughs> We're off to a great start. Yeah, I'm Stephanie and I run Focus WP, which is a WordPress maintenance company for agencies. And I also have a design agency called Sweet Tea. And where, where are you joining us from, Stephanie? I'm in sunny Charlotte, North Carolina. Finally sunny. It's Finally been raining sunny. like a beast, but it's a beautiful day today. Yeah, I think it's been kind of bad weather everywhere, but today everywhere. Seems, seems nice. Mm -hmm. All right. Well, thanks for coming on. Sarah, how's it going? Hey, I'm Sarah Oates from Indoor Web Studios here from Australia. It is raining today and so you can't see it through the windows here, but it's a gloomy old day and we've been having very hot weather here, but now today is suddenly gloomy. So I feel a bit sad today. I get sad, <laughs> cold and sad weather. What time is it there, Sarah? Uh, nine in the morning, mm. but soon it's about, I think you guys finish um, daylight savings. Oh, so you start daylight savings soon. Yeah. I think Spring forward. Should, should yeah. And right? so I think we're going to then change to eight o'clock and eight in the morning. And then soon we will finish daylight savings and then we will oh, Chat will be on at seven in the morning. I so. um, I just, I just switched my clock to the, my bathroom clock, like where I get ready. Like, <laughs> so, so you have like another week yeah, and then I'm you the get wrong one. <laughs> like, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. We're, we're spoiled here in Arizona. We don't have uh, daylight savings. So it just, that's stays amazing. Can we not Queen's just like that? Couldn't we just move it 30 minutes and just call it even like, why <laughs> do we do this all year long? 30 minutes would get confusing. It's no, I mean, and just leave it like instead of jumping an hour forward and back and forth. Yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll talk to some people, see what I can yeah, do. Could you? <laughs> and how, how's and it going? Man with the new haircut looking all handsome. Yeah. I, I had to, I had to get ready for, uh, for Divi chat. I was looking pretty scruffy. So just decided <laughs> I am, uh, <laughs> I'm Corey Jenkins uh, coming at you from Prescott, Arizona. And uh, you can find me at multiple places around the interwebs, uh, aspengrovestudios.com, divi.space, potentplugins.com. You can find us at divi.chat and uh, Google my name. Might be me, might not be me. So <laughs> the good how stuff many, is me. How many whys are in it? Uh, a lot of whys. That's, that's yeah. Jenkins. <laughs> <laughs> so... All right. Well, uh, good to have everybody here. So uh, once again, 
Today, we're going to talk about um, when and how to scale your team. So the reason we're starting with when is because obviously you're not going to get into that and, until, uh, until the next part, until you're ready to scale your team. So uh, I think between the three of us here, we have a little bit of experience in uh, scaling and it might come at a time where maybe we were all of a sudden slammed with projects or have some, some, some uh, long-term goals. So who wants to kind of start off and talk about uh, your experience in scaling? Stephanie. I got something. I think uh, one thing and I, th I think, uh-oh, am I muted? No, you're all good. Oh, it says muted. That's weird. Um, yeah. I had a little thing pop up. Sorry. Uh, I'll get it. Anyway, um, I had, I hit the point, which I've actually kind of hit it a couple times in my freelance journey, where you sort of have this realization of your earnings are capped by the amount of time and the the market value of your skill set and if that isn't the level that you want to be at you either got to find another line of work or you've got to scale and so that's that for me was when i when i hit that point the trick is when you are working full tilt you're at that max capacity of your time and not making enough money how the heck do you find extra time to scale your team? So that's why this is a super useful topic. And I, I've always thought like the, the thing where it's whatever the percentage, like 50% of small businesses fail in the first three years. I've very often thought it's when they hit that point, when you hit that point where you are capped, but you need, you need to go beyond that. Like that's the real barrier. I have no basis for that. That's just my opinion. <laughs> Yeah, I, I agree with that. I, I think it can depend on it on a couple of things. Um, you know, whether it, you you have like a, a goal to kind of scale beyond where you're at. And, you know, there's there's at some point, there's absolutely no way you're going to get to that next level unless you do kind of expand. Um, a lot of it has to do with like with your skill set. So I know I know early on when I was uh, freelancing, um, I'm, I'm somewhat well-versed at, you know, developing and, and pretty extremely well-versed at, uh, just WordPress in general, but I'd have stuff come up that like, a, you know, a client would ask me and it would be a killer project I'd really want to take on, but there might be like a few things that I'm like, okay, that's a little bit out of my, my skill set. Mm -hmm. Um, so that's kind of how I started getting into, uh, to scaling my team early on is like seeking people who maybe not even a full-time basis, but I can reach out to, monthly by monthly and say, Hey, I've got this portion of the project I need, I need you to help with. And, you know, and, and you, you kind of go from there. Um, so yeah, I, I guess at some point you either need to like, you know, start charging more for your, for your services that are within your skill set. And I know, I know some people I've talked to, like, don't want to scale. They don't want to like do anything than what they're kind of currently doing. Um, so, so they might avoid that, but if you want to keep everything in house and keep your clients, you know, not out talking to other agencies and stuff because you're not fitting their needs, then, then it's definitely going to come up. Yeah. I think especially if you're super niche, like if all you're doing is websites, I know early on, I found that when I was doing just websites, like clients need more than just a website. So if you don't offer anything other than that, you've either got to have really good people you can refer to. So um, initially when I was starting out, I just had like the right people to refer on to. So, hey, you need content writing, like go to this person. Hey, you need graphic design, go to this person. So that then they had other people they could go to and that was a good way to start out. But then 
over time, you're going to need to be able to bring some more stuff that's outside your skill set in to your business. Um, for me, the, the place that I started to grow wasn't so much when I was capped out on time, um, but more I just felt like I wanted to upscale the quality of what we were doing. And I think I, I realized that if I had a graphic designer working with me, that although I'm, I think I'm okay at graphic design, um, I really enjoy doing the web part of it. And what I found was I was procrastinating heaps and heaps and heaps when I was doing the designs for websites. And I thought, you know what, if I could outsource this part of it, then that would take off a lot of stress from me, but also it would probably increase the quality of our websites and it would push outside of what I would normally try. Like a lot of my websites were starting to look the same. And I just thought, I think I feel like I'm stuck at this point. And so then I brought on a freelancer who did the designs for me and it was great because it meant the quality changed, like what we were doing changed, but also because she's a graphic designer, all of a sudden we could offer all these services I could never offer. So we could offer logos and we could offer branding and we could offer print work. And so we can offer all these other things that I couldn't offer when it was just me because I didn't have that in my skill set. Um, so yeah, that's when I decided to expand beyond just me. Yeah. I, I think also um, beyond the skill set portion of it, maybe, you know, you, you have the skill set, but maybe like a good, good portion of your time is like taken up by doing kind of just like, like busy work. Have you guys ever like yeah. sought out like somebody, you know, maybe like a digital person personal assistant or somebody like that to, to handle some of the busy work or, or anything like that? It's totally on my list. I want to. I like that is the next on my list is to actually work out all of the admin type stuff that I'm doing that someone else could do that I feel that like only I could do. Like someone admin? Else. Sorry. What's that? Is that what you mean by busy work? The admin stuff? Well, I, I mean, um, I, I guess it kind of depends depends on your company, but um, you know, it could be could be just like organization and admin type stuff, project management, maybe that you feel like. Of, of course, I you know, like you might feel, of course, I have the skill set for it, but it's chewing up a lot of my time when maybe my time is better spent actually like developing or or designing the site or or possibly out like actually like selling. So yeah, yeah. I, I guess I guess we've kind of talked about like when it's reached, um, you know, beyond your skill set, but there might be a point to where like even below your skill set, you're wasting like so much time yeah. you might need to, you might need to scale. I think there's some jobs that you could pay someone so much less than what you try and pay yourself. So yeah. if you know what your hourly rate is, I know there's some stuff like that I've thought about at some point when I've got enough business that I'd like to expand is hire someone who's more like a trainee who could do like the basic stuff in Divi where they're not fully building out websites, but they're plonking all the stuff in the right place. Like that takes time, right? Like just copying and pasting all the content, like putting, oh, there's going to be an image module here. There's going to be a whatever. They don't even have to style it, but that stuff takes time and you don't need a lot of skill to just plonk everything in the right place. And I could pay someone half what I pay myself to do that part of the job, which I think that way less than half. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like you could, yeah. you could have other people doing things that are far less skilled than what your skill level is, and be able to then spend your time on the things that you're skilled at, or the business really needs you to do, like selling. Like your business isn't going to go anywhere if you're not selling, and if you're spending all your time plonking stuff in TV sites, that's not going to 
you're never going to go anywhere. Some, for some people, they might sell, sales might be what they need to hire out though. Maybe they're really shy. Yeah. yeah, it just depends. But, but I think there comes a point, like, I think this is kind of in line with what you're saying, Sarah, like where you have to be honest with yeah. yourself. You have to say like, I don't like doing this or I'm not good at doing this and it's worth it to my business to farm that out to somebody else. And that's kind of tough when we're, when we come up as freelancers and we're like, our businesses are us like indoor is Sarah Oates. Like there's a very fine line between the two. Same with me, like sweet tea and me, like that's, that's who I am. And you know, it's like, that's tough to, sort of break that away but you have to sort of say like okay where am I headed what am I doing and what do I what do I want to do and what am I good at doing and if you can kind of have that sort of come to Jesus meeting and say like you know I've done web for a long time 20 plus years I've done design too and I've like been able to stand back and say like I'm not the best web designer in the world I'm not the best graphic designer in the world can I go out and talk to people and like sell them on stuff yeah so like, what should I be doing really for my business? You know, so. Yeah, I think that can be a hard, that can be a hard conversation with yourself. Um, partly, like you say, if your business is all about you, I think there can be a moment of like, but could they do it as well as me? And maybe mm-hmm. when you bring someone on, they might not do it as well as you, but they may do it better than you after a little while. <laughs> and so it's that like, are you willing to, invest the time. Like you said, you can't be capped out on your time. If you're going to bring someone on, like, are you willing to invest the time in someone else to potentially mean that the standard or the quality of the work that you're doing is like way better, or you can push into new areas that you never could before. Um, that can be scary, like to go outside yourself. I think it can. And beyond that, it can be risky. Uh, I mean, (laughs) I've had the experience, like the, the, the real trick is, and I don't want to like jump too far down the timeline on this chat but when you when you need to hire someone to do some things it almost is too late because you don't have the resource like the time to do it you almost need to start onboarding people and getting people to do some small things before I mean it like anybody out there who's like sort of questioning all this stuff like that would be my number one tip start small with people with some people before you think you can even afford it (laughs) because I've had the experience where I'm full tilt maxed out I hire somebody to do something who I've never worked with before that a client is counting on and that person flaked it doesn't hurt them at all like okay so I don't pay you whatever It, it does not hurt their reputation. It hurts my reputation. So yeah. you can't count on somebody to do things for your business at first and to, at, without being able to like know that you can step in and do it if they bail on you until you build that trust in that relationship. So like that whole, that part. And like I said, I think this might be jumping a little far ahead in the, in the conversation, but like, that's so crucial. Yeah. Yeah, it's it, it's kind of tough to you know take that take that leap of faith and actually like hire that first person. Um, I'm I'm not gonna say that we like we micromanage or anything like that, but we're like we're very on top of like the people that you know that we work with and we're constantly in, in contact with them. And it's it, I don't think it is because we micromanage. You know, it's just our just the way that our company kind of runs and um, our company is like a very like fast paced 
moving company. I, I think, um, you know, anybody who's kind of been around our, our business before knows that we're constantly like moving and have a bunch of things going on. So we're, we're always having to like touch base with people and, you know, and, and where are we at, how, how are we looking on this? Do you need help with this? If somebody's lacking behind on something, we bring somebody else in to, to help out and they can, they can work together. So, um, we, we try to, we try to stay in like constant contact with, with people. And it's not like we're telling them how to do their job. We're just asking them how it's coming along, if they need help. And I guess in a sense, making sure that, that yes, it is, it is getting done, but you're, you're right, Stephanie. I think in a lot of sense, the, the first hire and not even the first hire, I mean, I think any hire sometimes does come at a sense at a time of like desperation and it, it might be to where like, Oh, you know, shoot, this happened. And I realize, you know, I'm not going to be able to sleep for the next week because, yeah. you know, we have uh a thousand support tickets backlogged and we probably need to hire a different support person. And sometimes it does come a little too late. And sometimes it comes after, after maybe a, you know, event happened, you know, um, something wasn't programmed right or, you know, something else failed and we realized we need somebody else. Or maybe it's a good thing. Maybe you blew up, you know, but it could be, it could be so many different reasons, but sometimes it's like those early ones where you are just relying only on you, like a freelance, a freelance income is, is just a paycheck, right? And so you can make a great paycheck, but it isn't enough to support you and staff, you know? So it's like all of a sudden you're broke, you're, you know, you don't have it. And so it becomes even more critical. And then that whole complicated element of like, I want to grow, but I can't afford to make a mistake. So how do you, how do you handle that? Right. I mean, that, these are the, these are the issues, aren't they? Yeah. So that's where I am like right now. Right. So I have um, one person that works. Yeah, pretty much. Um, (laughs) One person that works with me. And well, up until now, like I had always had money coming in from websites. I would keep 60% of that um, in the, uh, sorry, I would keep 40% of that in the business and then 60% would come to me. And then eventually I got to the point where I gave myself a a regular paycheck. So it was a certain amount of money would come out of the business, come to me. Um, but then I decided, okay, I want to bring someone on. So I brought her on as a freelancer. And so the idea was that the money that I would pay her would come out of the money that was coming in. So the money would come in from a job and go to her from, you know, her portion of that. And that was fine. So she would only get money if work came in. That's how freelance works, right? Like, so it's a good way to get started, but it doesn't mean that I have enough money in the business to employ her. And that's the whole next step, right? So I really, really wanted to employ her this year. But what I know is that if I say, okay, I'm ready to employ you, I need to have probably, I would say three months worth of income for both of us in my business bank account, ready to go. So that if the work doesn't come in, I'm not relying on the work to come in so that I can pay her. I'm not relying on the work to come in so I can pay myself, but that I have money in the storehouse ready to go And so at the moment, she's still a freelancer and I'm very lucky, but I'm also very aware that she's a freelancer and she could go if she wanted to. She could go somewhere else. She can get work anywhere she wants to. She's not employed by me. Like I have no rights. Actually, when I looked up the laws as a freelancer, I can't even tell her how to do her job. So because I don't employ her, all I can do is outsource the work to her and she can use whatever she wants to do. I hope she's not watching this show. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> well, honestly, she's fabulous and she would yeah. never, you know, which is I know. why I've heard I you talk about it before. But I think it's incredible. Like you have to be careful who you bring on as a freelancer because you can't tell them how they do their job. 
until you employ them, at least in Australia, until yeah. you actually employ them, then you can say it has to be done this way or I need it to be. But if they're a freelancer, you have a lot less control, you have a lot less security. But if you employ them, they're relying on you and you have extra obligations, at least in Australia, to pay super and to make sure that, you know, you're doing all it's the super. technical. Uh, it's a superannuation. It's like it's a special fund where you have to put money into it for retirement. Oh, okay. Um, I don't know if you guys have that, but so if you, if you employ someone, you have to pay, I think it's like 12 and a half percent on top of what they earn has to go into a special bank account. So you're paying like an extra 12 and a half percent on what you already pay them, that kind of stuff. You have to pay holidays and leave and sick leave mm -hmm. and all those kind of things. Um, so I think that's a really big step, but equally it's a fine line, right? Like if you don't employ them, you might lose them or they might go and decide they don't want to work with you anymore. Or, you know, there's all sorts of things that come with freelancing compared to if you actually employ someone, which I think is a tricky, it's a tricky fine line, Ooh, but I want to do it at the, at the point where my business can definitely sustain both of us for a good few months. So if we got no work, we'd be okay. I think that's a big but responsibility. It's huge. And then Corey, you've gone you've gone over that and like to the other extreme where you guys had so many that you cut back. Right. Uh, well, I'm, I'm not sure. I'm not sure that we've, yeah, like actually like, you know, cut back our, our full team, but yeah, we've, we've brought people in um, at times and, you know, especially maybe around the end of the year, the holidays where we have to scale up and it's not like, yeah. it's not like the people that we were cutting back on were, you know, committed full-time positions necessarily. But we, you know, we, we have the people, we have people that we know and, and the resources available to where we can scale up and then, and scale back down. I did not uh, mean to call you out like that. I'm sorry. You <laughs> <laughs> just got very uncomfortable. Corey's firing <laughs> No, um, no uh, so I, I think, I think we've been, you know, where, where we've been lucky and where we've been able to scale is because we're not just that like, you know, revolving freelance um, client type of company. And you know, we are at the moment 80 plus percent um, product and, you know, that might fluctuate a little bit month to month, but we, we can pretty much, you know, probably within like five to 10% estimate our, our income for any, you know, for any next given month and the month in the month after. So us, it's, it's not like as big of a risk of going like, okay, I'm going to hire like two people, but I got to go out and sell like, you know, five web projects or something like that. So um, I, I would recommend if you are freelancing and, you, and you're, you know, you're, you have a, a web client base, try to get those maintenance clients in to where, you know, you, you have that steady income and they're on like retainer maybe, and they're, they're buying blocks of time monthly, you're paying for maintenance and you can at least like somewhat estimate you have that, you know, to at least maybe like, you know, pay them or, you know, fall back on, you know, yourself if, if you end up strapped at the end of the month. Um, yeah, because I think it's, it's one thing, like I know David is always like, oh, we've just got to hire, like just go for it, go for it. But I think there's something about being responsible within that, right? And knowing, okay, yeah, I do need to hire, but I also need to be responsible for the fact that I need to know I can pay that person. <laughs> like, yeah. I think it, there's a fine line between that where it's like, yeah, you guys know that you're going to have a certain amount of income. So you know that you can confidently hire these people, which can allow you to grow. Like you need to hire so you can grow, but you still want to be responsible. And I think it's, you know, some people just say, just leap, just take the leap. And I half agree with that, that sometimes you have to take the leap before you're ready, but within reason. Like, I think it's important to just keep in mind, this yeah. is someone's family, that if you're hiring someone, it you can't just be, 
you know, flippant about it, I think. Yeah. Well, and, the beauty and I, of our I, industry is the freelance option, which doesn't exist. Like if you run a store, yeah. you can't like hire a freelancer to run the register. Yeah. <laughs> you know, you gotta hire yeah if, if you're, if you're up and down and your business is very cyclical, like, um, yeah. you know, if there is a freelancer and they're out there looking for work, then, mm-hmm. you know, Hey, why don't you come help me out for a couple months? We'll see how things yeah. go. Don't like you guys go. generally start with, um, it, it, it is. Lance. Yeah, I, I was going to say, like, don't, you know, if, if you are iffy and you don't know if you can, you know, support to, to pay that person, don't go, like, find somebody with a good job who has, like, you know, <laughs> quit your job and come work with me. And then the next month, you're like, sorry, you know, um, yeah. that, you know that client canceled their contract or whatever. Um, yeah. yeah, we, yeah, we typically, you know, um, we typically find people who are, who are out looking for work, say that they have, um, you know, time to, to take on extra work. And, and we do trial periods. We'll do, you know, 60, 90 day trial periods yeah, and, nice. and work on them and, you know, and, and give them a chance and evaluate them and, and, and try and try to help them out. And if, if they need some, you know, assistance, whether it's a developer coming on board and we have our lead developer working with them or, you know, we, we try to, we try to like help people succeed, you know, instead yeah. of just like bring them on and like, oh, well, you don't know the answer to that. Like, you know, we're letting you go. Um, so yeah, we, we typically find people who might might have a job or be doing other contract work and we'll bring them on, you know, maybe for, you know, 20, 30 hours a month and, and, and give them that trial period. And if at the end of that, you know, it's it's a really good fit, we'll talk to them about taking it to the to the next level. So I think that's maybe. great. I think that's a really great way to do it. And it gives both you and them confidence that if it's not a good fit, because honestly, sometimes people can be great at their job, but they're not a good fit for the right. company. Like they're not the right personality or they don't work in a way that's going to just function well. Like some people might only work night times and you really need to be able to be chatting them with them while they're working. Well, that's just not going to work. It's not that it won't work for everybody, but it's not going to work for your company. I think it's great that you can have that trial and make sure that it's a really good fit before anybody gets hurt. That's a huge thing, Sarah. So that's part of, you know, the interview sort of process for our industry is different than in a lot of other places because we can do that. Right. But like when you're looking for somebody and I've, I've, there's a little, there's a little hole that I'm trying to fill right now. And I've been sort of just stalking other people's posts about it and seeing like the things that they're asking for. And I'm getting like, Oh yeah, I should think about that too. You know? Oh yeah. That. And, and it's really like been kind of enlightening. And for a couple of things, I posted something in a, in a freelancer group, a couple months ago that I still actually get some hits on, but, but, you know, I wanted some help with like some social media stuff for a client. And I've got these people that are in on the other side of the world. Like I literally, I don't care where you live. I don't care what you look like. That's not my issue. But like, if you are asleep when I'm working, it's not going to work. If you want to work at night and we can like work great, let's do this. But I can't have a 12 hour time difference yeah. because it's like stuff moves like with Corey it's I mean yeah Aspen Grove moves fast but our industry moves fast you've got clients that say like hey I need this change for my website or hey we're gonna run this campaign or blah 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 or this went wrong or this went down you can't wait 12 hours to have yeah. some you know you've got to have some live or even just like the fact that if they need to ask you a question they need to be able to kind of ask it, get the answer and keep moving. But exactly. if they can't ask the question and keep moving, then that's going to cause problems. And it and potentially like a 12 means- 12-hour cycle of communication, just it can't yeah. work. 
for me, yeah. for me in my business. And there, there are some things I think that can, you know, if yeah. I record a video and I need this video edited, put my headers and footers on it, blah, blah, blah. And I can send that to somebody. They can send it back to me two days later. Great. Fine. You know, that's, you know, there are things, but like yeah. for, for day to day, I just, I can't do it. And I feel so bad because some of these people look really talented, but yeah. You know, I mean, that's, yeah, I mean, that's a good point. right? So people can be really talented, but if they're not a good fit, then it's going to be a horrible situation. Whereas if someone um, has the right attitude, but their skill is low, they can still learn. Right. And especially if they're willing to come in at a low price point and their skill is low, but their attitude is fabulous. Their personality is the right fit for your company. Then you can actually invest some time. If their price point is low enough, you can pay them to learn for goodness sake. And then they can become that amazing star employee who is super skilled, who does things the way you want them to do them, not the way they got taught by someone else. The Holy Grail. Sometimes low skill can be the perfect fit. With potential. Low skill with potential. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. And the right personality, like the personality of, like I have worked with some super talented people who have garbage personalities and I just like their attitude is just like, I'm better than everybody else. And they don't work well with people. Mm-hmm. I don't, I don't care how talented you are. Like, I don't want to work with you. I'm sorry. Yeah. Or what's your communication? What's your communication style? You know, so there are, who was it? Yeah. Who is it? Somebody, some really big famous company that does like you have to have a slack interview first oh cool they have to see how you communicate via text do you know who that is Corey? that's I like fun been, talked about it before on here but i can't remember yeah it it sounds really familiar um, <laughs> i can't remember who no, it is it'll it'll come to me but i i think we've like um segued and it was a good segue because it came organically into, into how <laughs> into you know how to scale and i think a big part of that how to scale is um you know where to find the people and what personality traits and what's what's important for that so so i I guess we'll just kind of like announce that we're probably in that phase of the show for the for the Mm -hmm. listeners on on the how part so we're the halfway point yeah someone said automatic is the company that does um that's right it is automatic yeah thank you myro no. Mike, Mike Devitt said it's Aspen Grove. <laughs> but I mean, Actually, that's it. Yeah, Aspen Grove is cheap, so we won't bring people into our uh, and pay them, you know, to be in our Slack until we know they're going to fit. So, <laughs> but to to type, awesome. to type messages and communicate and like, yeah. I know, like this makes me sound old. I don't like to say it, but sometimes I just want to talk to you. Like yeah. sometimes I'm like my fingers get worn out from like texting and typing all day long, and I'm like I could just say this so much faster. And yeah. some people like don't want to, like, it's, yeah. it's not their, it's not their thing. And, and, you know, so like even that, which is such a small thing, but, or if you type something to somebody and they don't get it, like, that's the other side of it, you know, like, it just depends. It just depends on people's like, that's even, you know, it's all of those, not just their personality, but I, I think obviously you don't want to be discriminatory or anything like that, but if somebody doesn't match your company culture is like kind of a you know buzzword for it but like if somebody doesn't vibe with you are you really going to do your best work with them you're not yeah. no so 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 how to scale it let's kind of start from from the beginning and okay. we've reached that point and uh stephanie and sarah they're sitting up at night they're stressed you know they have way too much work they're you know money piles of money are laid up all around the house mm-hmm. and they, they need to spend some of it 
what, what's, what's the next step? Where do we look? How do we determine like, you know, that person's skill set, and, and like, where do we go to actually hire that person? Where have you guys had, had success? <laughs> I don't oh, well, I mean, everyone's different, right? So there's all the yeah. Facebook groups. Like, look, I think we've said this in here heaps of times, but you, I mean, just snooping around on the Facebook groups and seeing how other people are answering yeah. questions is a great way to find someone rather than putting out a, hey, I need help because you're yeah. going to get all sorts of crazies that like looking at how people actually help. But for me, I found someone local, like I found a friend and I knew she was a graphic designer. I knew she was a mum who was at home who could do with a few more hours. And I said, Hey, do you want to just try it for one job? And we started with one job and then we did the next job. And then we said, Hey, are you happy? And we kept checking in. Are you happy with this? I'm happy with this. Okay, let's do another job. Like, so for me, that's the way I did it was I actually found someone local and I found someone who I knew I could trust, who wasn't just going to flake out on me, who I knew had skill. Um, and then we just did one job and then we did the next job and the next job. So that's how I did it. But if I was looking again, I think I'd be going to the Facebook groups. Do, do you find it beneficial to find somebody local? Like, do you, do you like actually like meet up in person or is that important to you? Uh, we do, but part of our business is the fact that most of our clients are local and part of what we're putting forward is the fact that it's real people, um, doing their work that we're not outsourcing to overseas countries for very cheap rates. So that's part of our business structure and not everybody's like that. And that's fine. I'm not, I'm not against that, but that's just part of our personal branding is like, you're getting real people. And ideally I would like to continue local. So that's just for me personally. Um, but partly because I'd like to actually be able to go and meet with people in person. There's a lot of people around here that that's why they come to us because they say, we just want to be able to actually pick up the phone and call the company or like actually meet with you and have a coffee. And so that's the way we've gone. Um, but in another life, I would definitely start a business where I could outsource overseas because it'd be way cheaper. <laughs> yeah. We, we've reached own set of problems. We were like, you know, if I step outside of my office, I'm like the sun, you know, <laughs> that happened to me today. I went to an appointment this morning at like 10 AM and I was like, this is great. When was the last time I was outside? Yeah, we, we do have, we do have one local client and like, I'll like jump at the chance to like, just get out of the house. And like, <laughs> Go and have a meeting. Yeah. 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 It's, it's, it's kind of nice. So um, Corey, how many employees do you guys have now i'm putting you on the spot uh we have like uh 15 16 full-time full-time like on, yeah. like on staff and then how many freelancers do you work with regularly uh revolving four, four or five yeah probably yeah and you know there's yeah it, it, it just kind of depends on what we're doing at the time sure. and yeah of course you know, what, what kind of mode and then Sarah, in, so. you've got yours your your girl's not no, she's not employed. So right. uh, no, and she's not, but the plan is to employ her at um, part-time hours because she still has little kids at home with her. So okay. the plan is to employ her part-time at some point this year. Um, but at the moment she's a freelancer and my goal would be to also bring on someone to do some admin work again as a freelancer. Mm -hmm. And then also maybe to bring on a more basic dev who can do that kind of the stuff we were talking about, the busy work. Yeah. And maybe that can be someone who's overseas potentially for me. Um, but then I make sure the websites actually function and look beautiful. Yeah. So yeah. I've had, I've always sort of had this little vision, this little doodle that I've done over the years, like of the business that I want to have. And it's this little wheel with spokes, you know, and it's like, okay, well, what does a business need and what, 
you know, like each spoke is a th- like, okay, so a designer, a developer, an accountant, a yeah. admin, like all these different roles that make up this little company that I want to have. And then I just kind of vision myself as the little hub in the middle and yeah. make like keep everybody rolling together. That's just always been this little thing that I've had yeah. in my head. And so I'm, I'm sort of working toward that. I'm not, I'm not remotely there, but I've got a couple of VAs that do some admin stuff, which even if you are mostly a local business, you can totally get some VAs yeah. to do your admin. Like that's, yeah. I mean, and there's so many people out there that are so skilled at it. Like the VA nomad group on Facebook is fantastic. Is but, that where you found yours? Cause I like, that's one thing that I'd like to know how to find a good VA that isn't going to cost me the world. I think there's a lot of very reasonable pricing on that in that group. That's not where my two were for, they were like friends. So I've got some of those too. I've got, I've got both mixes of the way I found people, but I've got, um, you know, I've got two VAs that I built and this was part of my like team building for my, my web company, my marketing company. So I, I hired and trained them to do like the maintenance on my websites and things for all my clients. And, um, and one of them was, uh, this chick who I've been friends with for a long time and she's done little admin things for me over the years, but, um, Mimi's very busy today, (laughs) but, um, she, so when it came time to do the updates, I just trained her how to do them and she's worked with the sites enough that she was able to do it. And, and then, um, we got enough that we brought on another um, friend I was just talking to and she's like I'd love to have a couple hours at work a week you know she she does yeah. like some volunteering and some other stuff she just needed a couple hours so I'm like perfect so she came on and then the next thing you know I took this little chunk of my business and broke it out into another business yeah, and partnered nice. up but these girls were already trained and up to speed and all this stuff well, so there's now something that's lovely about finding friends like it can be a tricky thing it can be really awkward. very tricky if it doesn't go well that's really challenging uh-huh. but it can also be fabulous because you know you can trust them and you know that they're not gonna want to let you down as well my advice on that is for how to make that not be a nightmare is mm-hmm. absolute communicate awkward communication like to like over <laughs> and above and also documentation. Like yeah. nobody wants to sit there and sign a contract with your friend. Yeah. Do it. Like do yeah. it. Write down, this is what I expect from you. And this is what I'm going to pay you to do it. And this is how yeah. often and all that. May- yeah. Have that like one afternoon where it's awkward and yeah. it will save your friendship. <laughs> yeah, like nice. that's my advice on all of that. Have you because- ever had it go bad with a friend? N- not terrible, but uh, you know, iffy yeah, stuff. Yeah. yeah, iffy stuff. Yeah, I, I definitely have those friends. Like I, I love, you know, we'll go out and have a beard, we'll hang out and watch a baseball game. But it, you know, I, I do have those friends. Like I, I, w- I wouldn't hire you to come, you know, to come work. <laughs> you know? Um, I have a particular, you know, personality and work ethic, and yeah. I, I do have those people. I'd, I'd stay away from. Now, yeah. my, my wife, like you know, we're fortunate. My wife's able to, to stay home and uh, stay home with the kids, but she's able to take some like over overflow work, which yeah. like our support yeah, tickets nice. and, and she's yeah. awesome at it. She's like super organized and like has a banking background and all about customer service. So she loves it. And she's handles she a lot take of any crap from anybody in those. Support <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It, you know, if I, if I go on and try to put the hammer down or something. It's yeah. just not happening. You know, no, I'm just kidding. But yeah, you know, so that, that like wasn't scary for me to get into. Cause it's not like, 
you know, she's taken on like a huge role at the company and has like a ton of responsibility, but she's able to take like a lot of like work off my shoulders, like busy, busy type work. And she's good at it and likes it. And yeah. And stuff like that. So um, I don't think you should call it busy work. I think that like demeans it. Like, I think that stuff's important. It's just a different skill set. Cause yeah, I, 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 I would say it's very important. Yeah. This, the stuff she does is, is very important. It's and probably crucial. That's why if she weren't doing it, it would be on my shoulders because I'm kind of like yeah. one of the only people, you know, maybe besides David at our company that, that can do it. And, yeah. um, you know, and she's able to take it on and she enjoys doing it and, and she does a good job. She's great with customers and yeah. uh, a lot more patient than I am at times. <laughs> so yeah, she, she does a good job. Um, but, you know, our, our company, like we, we initially started like hiring people from like, you know, the Facebook groups and we'd know certain people like, you know, and, and one of the Divi Facebook groups and we'd reach out to them. And, uh, Pablo, who, who was one of our first hires, uh, was what well, I, I'd say, I'd say like our, our, you know, like one of our best hires because, uh, he's been like our lead support person for, you know, three, four years. And, uh, I can imagine not having Pablo like in support and having to like, plus like the, the Divi chat. <laughs> I know. Yeah. Pablo's on here, like, you know, just moderating and, Telling people to smash that like button. Smash um, it. Yeah. <laughs> Subscribe, and, people. <laughs> and, and, you know, and then once we like got to a certain point and we have a certain number of employees, we started getting like, you know, intercompany referrals. And it was like, okay, nice. well, we need we need like another graphic designer or like front end developer. And then maybe our other front end developer says, Hey, I I know somebody, and that person works out great. Um, Alex, our other support person who, who also does a lot of server admin stuff for us. Um, we knew Alex from the community and, and recognized him, but we were looking for somebody and, you know, Pablo made the recommendation. What about Alex? And, you know, we're like, great idea. And, and Alex is working for us full time now. And, um, so yeah, I, I, I love our team and it's, uh, you know, at certain times we'll have to reach outside of our company and, and find somebody elsewhere. But I think between our network, whether it be like our employees, or maybe like one of us at a word camp talking to somebody or, you know, an acquaintance. Well, we, we just have like a large enough network to where we can, you know, think, think of somebody or like, you know, Which reach out to somebody. Thing, right? Like it's that thing of, if you don't have the skill set, it's not that you have to employ someone to be able to fill in that gap. Like sometimes you're just going to need like a WooCommerce expert kind of thing. And at that point, we have such a large network with the way that we work that we can be so much bigger than just ourselves without actually yeah. having to employ people. And really you're growing your team in that way. Like in that moment, even if it's just that you're just bringing them on once, like it still makes you a stronger team. So here's my question back to my little spokes, right? So this like graphic designer, web designer, web developer, blah, 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 VA, even all this stuff. That's all like, it's not easy, but it's easy, right? Like we have resources. Yeah. I'll tell you something that is a like a huge thorn in my side is bookkeeping and billing. I hate it. Yeah. And don't we all like, that's not like the, the kind of people that do what we do probably all kind of hate that. Right. Like that's our, yeah. like our Achilles heel, but that's not in my network. Like I'm not even friends with people who do that stuff. I don't know people. So what do you do? when you need somebody that falls completely outside your realm of expertise, how do you yeah. find an accountant? How do you find a bookkeeper? You know, how do you find, I think you have to ask your own network that you can trust. You. 
What's that? Actually, probably your clients would be a great place to start with that because a lot of them are small businesses. So they have people they have to use. Like you could find out from a number of them, like who do they trust potentially. But I, w- I would ask other mums at school, for example, because a lot of them work. I'm not a, I don't know any mums. Yeah. Okay. Mums. Well, like Facebook groups, right? Like as in like just your network. Remember? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but you've got friends, right? Like I think sometimes like your friends would be working in small businesses or like their networks have networks. And sometimes it you know, you might need to ask around a little bit further. But I I prefer to ask real people like their real experience. Rather like there so we have like a Canberra Facebook group for example, where you can just ask questions. But as soon as you ask questions, people refer other people. It's just, you just that they know who do that thing. They don't I don't know. trust it, like, for the life of me. But if I talk to a real person who says, oh, our business uses this company and they're pretty happy, mm-hmm. like, that, I'm going to trust that more, personally. Yeah, I, I, think, I think a good example of, like, that conversation almost exactly um, that, that I overheard, and it was about bookkeeping. And I, I think that is, like, you know, we're we're web designers, we're creative people. And that's like outside of our network. Um, I was at, uh, I was at beach press, uh, back in January and, uh, Mendel Kirkland, who used to work for, for GoDaddy, he started this company called geek adventures, uh, geek adventures.org. And, and he's kind of the same. He's this creative person. He loves the outdoors, but he started the company and it started, you know, to, to get big. And, and he's like, shoot, I need, I need somebody for bookkeeping. So, I, I did overhear um, I did overhear Mendel and Robbie from Beaver Builder talking, and um, and Robbie was like giving giving him some advice on like this like online bookkeeping service, and I, I wish I could remember off the top of my head what it was. This whole long thing is going to lead to you don't know the answer. Well, I don't, I don't, but I'm saying, but I'm saying I like, was so like, yeah, he was so ready for the answer. I was like, I'm like, yeah, uh, I, I, I will reach out, but but I guess my point was like just ask. <laughs> Ask your peers, even even if they're not like in that yeah, industry, because right. somebody else has had that. All right, problem. I'll call the owner of GoDaddy real quick and ask him. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm sure he has some very affordable bookkeepers for you. But on, I mean, on that note, right? Like, so for bookkeeping, for example, that matters. Like, it matters who you hire, and it matters that they understand your industry, and it matters that they understand the type of stuff you're using. Like, I don't know what you guys use, but we I use a software called Zero for all yep. of our financing. And so I have a bookkeeper or not, sorry, I don't have a bookkeeper. I do all my own bookkeeping at the moment, but at some point might outsource, but my accountant is someone who specializes in zero. So you want to make sure that the person actually works with the software that you use, because if they don't work with it, then you're stuffed, right? So totally. it matters that you hire the right person for that job. A lot of it matters. Do you want to hear a great horrible story? <laughs> yes. Always. Yeah. So <laughs> my, my, my marketing company, we're focusing on the craft beer industry. That's our nice. niche. Okay. Yeah. It's the best. It's so fun. Hey, <laughs> perfect timing. Yeah. I got my beer hunter shirt. So I found, I found like this unicorn. I found this developer on Facebook. He's fast. He's good. He's cheap. He's like, he's all the things he's so, I just love him. And his name is Mohammed. He lives in Egypt. And I have other clients that aren't breweries, but I had sent him a project to do with on a brewery site and he respectfully declined. And I was like, oh no. <laughs> and it's against his religious beliefs to work in with alcohol. Oh. 
because he's Muslim and he lives in this country. And I'm like, I respect that so much. And I have no issue with that. But I'm like, this is like such a weird and specific. And I was like, no, because <laughs> I love him so much. And he's so good. The most amazing person who. Right. Like you, I hear these stories of people finding like, oh, I just randomly found this person online and, and they ended up being amazing. And I'm like, I finally got mine. I finally got my Mo, you know, and like, you can't. So boy, all this stuff is really tricky. And even when you think you got the right one, sometimes it just doesn't work out. Yeah. So he does a lot of work on my IT company site. <laughs> At least he's still good. Because I still love him. He's still great. <laughs> all right. Well, um, let's let's maybe like... Let's, like, I don't know where to go from there. <laughs> yeah, I, I have no idea what to say now, Stephanie. You just threw us off. I'm just kidding. Sorry. Uh, let's let's maybe like let's tell a success story like in, in hiring okay. that we've had maybe um, like our first hire like a memorable hire. I kind of already shared one about about Pablo, and I, I can go a little bit more in depth on on that. But do you guys have like your first story like you know how you hired it. the person? Well, you guys have already heard mine, so <laughs> I yeah. only have one. I I mean I can tell it's not really the success story, but I can tell there was a person before that. So. The person before that was another friend and she was a graphic designer. She's a good graphic designer, but it just wasn't really, it wasn't something that was really sparking joy for her. Like she wasn't enjoying it. And for us, it just wasn't the right fit together. And then she happened to find another job and it just moved on from there. So I guess like it's not a success story, but the, the part of it is I tried with someone else and it just wasn't quite the right fit. And then I tried with Sophie and it was the right fit. And we just went really slowly. And that was the success of it was that we didn't just jump in. We didn't like commit to each other forever. We just did one job at a time. And that's how we found that it worked for both of us. Whereas it didn't previously. I I, I have one too. I thought of, um, I mean, I've had, I've run the gamut, you know, I mean, we've been doing this a long time, haven't we? Like, I have anyway. Haven't you been yeah. sort of like even I've over the past literally like over 20 years, I've either been freelancing. I have worked full time, but I've always had a side hustle, even when I worked full time. Like I've literally been doing this as long as I can remember. And it's like y- there's always I've never, ever, ever like Leslie was like, I don't have a team. I don't need a team. <laughs> I don't want a team like that. And I know other people like that. And it's usually designers, by the way, something about that. But <laughs> Which is fine. Like, that's how you want to be. I've never been that way. I've always had my little wheel with the spokes, you know? So I've always had different interactions and stuff. And recently this, just this past year, my, um, my partner, my original business partner and I split ways amicably, but we did. And he was more the designer. He was the right brain of the operation. And I was kind of panicking for a minute because I do branding. I offer branding services and design services and, and how, you know, and like with you, Sarah, like I, I can get by, but it's not the best product. Like it's better when you work with somebody else and split the brain, you know? And so I was really nervous and I was looking all around and I don't, I don't want a low level. Like I wanted somebody good. Like I wanted somebody that understood marketing. There's a lot of things like with social media, with some other design, like that I'll start down here and I'll train them up. But like with that, like I needed somebody to come in on top. I'm like, I'll pay for it. I don't care. Like I need somebody that's good. And I I had a friend that I haven't talked to really in a long time. She's like a friend of a friend kind of, but she was a really good designer. And I knew she had a full-time job and I just called her up, which is to your point, Sarah, like talk to your people. Right. And I said like, look, I know you're, I know you have a job, but do you know anybody? Cause I thought like, 
she's at least in the arena. Yeah. So maybe she and has she'll know me. if they're any good. Right. And I said, like, do you know anybody? Like, this is what I need. And she was like, me, me, me. And I was like, what? She said, I've been wanting to quit my job and get back into design. She wasn't doing design full time. So she was like wanting to get out of it, get back into design. We started immediately. I was to the point in like within two, less than two months, I was like, I really want to ask her to take some vacation time because I had so much work for her. She got laid off and was just like full tilt. And we've been going ever since. So it's like, there was another success story that was super random yeah. and she's so good. And it's just like, it's so great. So I guess I think it that's is where it's about. tricky, right? Like it's not, there isn't a formula. It's not like you just have to do these steps and it will definitely work. Like we're working with people and working with people is always going to be challenging and you never know what you're going to get. And sometimes you're going to do these steps and it's going to be fabulous. And sometimes you're going to do these steps and it's going to be awful. And sometimes out of left field, someone's going to come and you're going to go, this is the best thing in the whole world. Like you just never know because we're working with people and sometimes you just have to have your eyes open and your heart open and yeah. just hope for the best, but also mm -hmm. beware and do it in a careful way. Like, yeah, I think sometimes like the people you think like this person's going to be awesome. They're going to come yeah. in and they're going to be the greatest thing that ever and happened to our company. Not. And then it can be a letdown. And then yeah. sometimes it might be somebody like, just like, like you said, come out of left field and like completely surprise you. And, and, and that's the kind of stuff that I, that, you know, that I, that I love, like, you know, it's the best. Uh, yeah. It's, it's good so to great. see people like, you know, reveal their full potential and, and blossom and even look back at some of our employees and see how far they've come uh, over the past few years. So. Well, and I think that says a lot about you guys too, you know, and, and sometimes yeah. I like, we can think, okay, what do I need? But also, Sarah, you mentioned a little bit too, but like, and, and I know it's the same at Aspen. Like, what are you giving? Like yeah. one of my goals with my, like, I want to pay people well. Yeah. I want to, like, I want to pay you as much as I can afford to pay you. And this is not yeah. like a advertisement for coming to work for me. Like I just, <laughs> I, want to, like, I want people to have fun at work. Yeah. I want them to make good money and I want us to all do good work. Like I want us to help and our clients. And you want them to be invested and you want them to want right. to work with you want them to stay, right? And right. If Which they're going to stay. Takes away a little of that fear that you're talking about. Like, of yeah. oh, they're going to just leave any second if something better comes along. But like, let's make it so there's nothing better to come along. Like, yeah. just work. Like, let's do awesome things here. And so you have to, you do really have to shift your mindset though from being a service provider to being a boss. And, yeah. and I mean, it's, we're way at the end of this chat and we probably should have brought that up earlier but like <laughs> management is no joke like yeah, yeah. you want to build websites company. you want to do branding or ads or whatever it's like okay you might be great at that yeah. how are you at hr <laughs> <laughs> that is another world yeah that's an entirely different world yep so, all right. Well, I, I think we have a couple of minutes left because we did get a, a late start. Um, but I, I say we move into final thoughts. I think we've had like similar episodes to this previously. And like we've had people request, you know, more and more episodes kind of on this topic because I think it is such like a, uh, you know, uh, topic of interest to people. And uh, a lot of people are scared to kind of take that first step and, and don't know what to do. Um, so who knows? Maybe, you know, in a few months we might have, the management aspect of it and talking about how to, you know, manage your, your scale team and, and what processes uh, need yeah, to be in place. I think that's a great idea. Good topic. Yeah. Um, all right. Well, final thoughts. Anybody want to start? You go first, Sarah. 
my final thoughts are don't be afraid to start slowly and um, yeah, just take it one job. If, if the person is open to it, take it one job at a time and make sure that they're a good fit before you start um, going all in. I like it. Stephanie. Um, yeah, I think that's excellent advice. And I think uh, my advice would be to, if, if, you, if your goals for your company are to grow beyond just a solopreneur or freelancer, then start onboarding people before you need them. That's my tip. And, and really think of, and really try to have a mindset shift toward being a manager because otherwise you'll drive yourself crazy. Agreed. Um, I, I think, I think my final thought is like, uh, just keep your company culture in mind and it, it, it doesn't hundred percent go with the person's, you know, like who you're hiring their, their personality, because, you know, I have a different personality than David does. And, and we all have different personalities, but we try to keep like a core, uh, company culture and we, and we try to keep it somewhat, you know, fun and, and motivating. So I think everything, everybody you hire and, you know, the onboarding process and everything from there should somewhat revolve around that and, and just try to try to keep that core company culture going and everything else, um, you know, not everything else and it won't happen every time, but it'll kind of fall in place after that. And, you know, everybody will hopefully stay kind of motivated and, and happy. So. And you'll have nightmares. You'll have like nightmare scenarios. Like it's going to happen. You'll, you'll gonna have daymares. I have nightmares during the day. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like it's going to, it's going to go bad sometimes, but like, that's okay. You're going to learn something really big every single time it goes wrong. So you'll be yep. all right. All right. Well, Pablo is giving the um, smash that, that oh, like smash. button. I see, I see hammers going all over the, all over the chat. So that means we're, we're wrapping up here. Uh, so uh, thank you everybody for tuning into the live broadcast here. And um, as a reminder, for those of you who might happen to just catch this episode on a, on a rerun or something, you can always find us on iTunes, on Spotify, Google play. You can go to divvy.chat and listen to us, visit our YouTube channel. And you can, uh, if you want to look at us, uh, you, you can do that too. And you missed my, my beer hunter shirt. If you're on the. <laughs> yeah. You'll miss, miss my fresh, my fresh haircut and here. Corey's fresh. And Sarah's, Sarah's so sophisticated fresh. look. And yeah. Sarah's <laughs> cultured living room with her guitar right. and her piano and her mm-hmm. plant. It looks nice. <laughs> it's all about the plant. <laughs> so, all right, everybody. Well, we'll catch you uh, next Tuesday at the same time. And, and thanks for tuning in. Peace out, geeks. Take care. Bye-bye for Tim.